Hello and welcome to the Walk and Love podcast. I'm TJ. And I'm Brooke. And today we are going to revisit an old episode. A little late on the song button. Whoopsie. Wow. A little extra flair. Thought it'd be more fun. Uh, I'm going to get things started with a song of the week right off the bat. Whoa. Thanks for listening. Thanks for making this a part of your week. First song of the week, worship playlist. You ready? Maybe. Wow. We're just doing it. 35 seconds in. Skater boy. <clears throat> I was holding on with all my might, just praying for a ray of light, someone to hold me through the night. While We Wait by Amanda Cook. We still listen to her a lot. Yeah. Both her and then the other version of her. Falcon. Falcon. I think it's Falcon. <laughs> and then I got another song of the week. Okay. Never did I ever say Amanda Cook. Or is that her name? Lindsay Cook? Her name used to be, she used to be Amanda Lindsay Cook. Right. Now it's just Amanda Cook. Yeah. Would be followed up by this band. That's Weezer. Brooke didn't know yesterday. It's because I never listened to Weezer. And it shocked me to my core. I'm shooken. I've been shooken. Um, Weezer was a band that Nick was into when he got into music. Nick is your older brother. Nick is my older brother. Handsome. Way more Mexican looking brother. (laughs) Um, My mom is Mexican. (laughs) My dad is Greek. And my two older siblings definitely got the Mexican genes. And then I guess they ran out. Right. And I didn't get Sam, any. Sam got him a little. A little bit. They all get tan, much tanner than I do. Right. Like Nick, Nick's coming with his family. And in a week of him being here, he'll look more like he lives here than I do. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. But yeah, he used to listen to Weezer and I don't know, it's connected to that. Like, I want to be like my older brother and listen to cool music. Right. Um, so. Hannah Brown all. Yeah, he did. He had, oh man. <laughs> Nick had Nick grew up with the most intense unit brow of all time. Like who <laughs> it's amazing he's married with that thing. <laughs> he doesn't still have it. Well he could. 
That's true. A couple of days and not blocking. It's a choice. <laughs> um, so yeah, those are the two songs of the week. One for the worship playlist, one for the regular playlist. Thank you for listening to our podcast this week and making us a part of your week. Today's kind of a... No notes. 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 No I forget how long, how long it is every time. It's such a long um, Yeah, w- w- we have no notes, but I-, I felt all week that we were supposed to kind of rehash an old conversation. I felt like the Lord was leading me there. So we'll jump into that and kind of tell you what we're going to talk about in a little bit. But first, Brooke, tell me how your week was. Ooh, mine goes blank. Did blank. I do anything? Now all I can think is the word think. Now it's just getting bigger and bigger and it just exploded into a middle, million little, <laughs> little things. Um, to the best of my knowledge, my week was good. Today is today for us. Sunday time travel for you guys. Monday at least. I woke up this morning. I I literally don't know. We went to the beach yesterday. Yeah. Okay. Friday. <laughs> oh, the girls got haircuts this week. They sure did. That was good. <clears throat> um, June, like I've cut their hair before many yeah. times. June has had maybe two like real. We went to a salon, like a kid's salon, and they cut her hair in Pennsylvania. Sunny's never gotten a real haircut, but. Sunny, if y'all remember, the last time we took her to any sort of appointment... Was a dentist appointment. Kicked the dentist in the face. Yeah, the dentist. And so I need to recover from that, both emotionally, (laughs) internally, and externally. The dentist also had to recover. Yes, it was a (laughs) three-way recover. And I I was like, okay, I need... She just... I mean, bless her. She was like, what, two-something when COVID hit? Yep. And then, so her preschool got canceled... She's never really done Sunday school. She's gone like here and there, but yep. you know, comparing her to the only older kid we have, June, at the age of four, Sunny hasn't done a lot of those like things, appointments, yep. classrooms, things like that. Yep. So I thought getting her haircut at a friend's house because she has a salon in her garage was like a nice yeah. Dip she did her, great dipping her toe in. So June went first. Sunny sat in my lap. I asked her how she was feeling while sitting. I asked her this morning, how, how did you feel while you were watching Junie, you know, get her hair cut? I was a little shaky. <laughs> so cute. And she was. She was terrified. She was crying. But she did it then. She got up on the seat. She told me to tell the lady that she didn't want to wear the cape, like the cape that protects you from all the hair that's cut. So she didn't wear the cape. I'm the one who brushed her hair out. And then she let the gal do it and it was great and then we got in the car and she was like i want to get my hair cut every day yeah all day she keeps asking every morning if it's still cut to which june said don't do that or all your hair would be gone thanks <laughs> thanks buzzkill <laughs> thanks for that sister so that was a really sweet moment it was. this week I'm it was like, cool. we did it yeah we all survived i signed him up for gymnastics That's as the happy. island is opening up freedom is five days away yeah. Our babysitter, Abby, keeps joking that, like, I'm her countdown to when the masks go away because I'm so excited <laughs> to just, like, just, yeah. We, I love, I love taking the girls with me on errands. Yeah. But when I do that in the sort of COVID mask era, I feel the judgment from others that they don't have, my kids don't have masks on. Right. And sometimes I don't have one on. And so it was like, 
I always felt like I wasn't giving them my best effort while they were on this errand with me because it's like giving the kids, you mean? Yeah. And then it's just like, you, you feel like you're rushing and you just want to get out of the store. And so like, I'm just so excited to be like, yeah, we're going to go to Costco together. I'm going to take both the big girls, you yeah. know, and just like have those experiences again. I'm so excited. Those might be my strong feelings. Yeah. How excited I am. Okay. Yeah. I'm just pumped. My strong feelings are that tide pools are really cool. Oh, wow. So we, the beach we visit a lot has tide pools right next to it. And we walk down to them frequently, but usually we don't venture out on them very far. Typically because I don't have water shoes. And so the girls do, but they're kind of, they only go so far on their own. In the last two times we went, I've worn my like sandals that can get wet. And so we've gone all the way out to the edge. So we did it a couple days ago, just Sunny and I did it. And then yesterday I did it with both girls. And it's like way cooler out there. Yeah. Black sea urchins, red sea urchins, sea slug, fish. Oh, I crabs. stepped on a sea urchin this week. Oh, yeah. That was this week. That happened on Monday. Yep. How'd that go? It's terrible. Yeah. I, I don't recommend. Yeah. Three thumbs down. Three thumbs down for the sea urchin step. I, I think I would <laughs> rather step on a sea urchin than watch Turning Red again. So... <laughs> So that, that's yeah, that's just that's where we are. So that's kind of the comparison of of how I would enjoy something, right? Um, yeah. I feel like it was a really normal week, yep. except haircuts, sea urchin, sea urchin foot, and I was helping again with some demolition at the bishop's house. Yeah, just a little bit. Um, but the big thing that happened this week was the spring collection samples arrived, and. I know that every time I say this is the best collection that we've done. And I mean that. <laughs> Actually, I don't say that every time because there are times where we go like heavily reprinted and I'm like, oh, this is great. But I've seen all this, this stuff good. before. I know, people want this. I know people want this. This is great. Yeah. Um, but this one, it's it's both new in terms of design, but it's also new in terms of like style of design. Like there's definitely some different. There's like, a lot of ink colors happening. Yeah. And then it's like we we took some risks on some new styles of product that as soon as I opened that box, I knew they paid off. <laughs> There's always this like element of like, I, I don't know, like, is that yeah. going to look good or, you know, is it going to feel right or whatever? And so, yeah, April 7th, I actually will take a little video um, of this right now and I will put it on the YouTube. So if you go to 10 minutes and four, 30 seconds on the YouTube while I'm talking about the spring collection, you will get a, you get an early preview. So the YouTube is just like normally just like a, a blank, like a screen of the title. Yeah. But today I'll, I'll cut in a video clip because I think it's worth giving it's gonna rock some people's world, the podcast audience, uh, early, early preview. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're stoked about that. April 7th is the date. Um, yeah, it's I'm good. pumped. Um, so yeah, those are, those are, that's, that was our week. It was good. It was good. <laughs> Those are um, updates. A chicken died in our yard. I don't know how that happened. Yeah. It did. Um, I, it's not the mama chicken though, right? No. It looks darker. Yeah. It's, I haven't seen that one before. So maybe it came to mess with mama chicken and she was like, get out of my tree and kicked yeah, her out of the tree. Probably. Um, so today, I, I, I feel like we've had two very emotional episodes. Oh, um you know, and it was episodes that I, we weren't really planning to have, um, you, you know, like they, they kind of came as like we approached a podcast recording 
And then, so this week I was like, all right, I want to, I want to depend on the Lord. I want the Lord to like lead the podcast and I want him to make the impact. Um, and the small part that we can play in that is great. But I was like, okay, so what, what's the next conversation? Like we had this Mm -hmm. conversation about like finding your passions and having fun and filling that outer circle, which was a great conversation that was last week. And then the week before was, you know, what if Jesus lived in our home and we could, you know, ask like he does through the helper, you know, the Holy spirit, but like that mental image of him actually sitting there with us. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it was like, okay, Lord, if you're sitting here with me, what do you want to talk about? Like, what should we talk about? What is the conversation that we need to have? And so I I just kept coming back and back to this episode that we did. I I didn't even look it up, Um, but it was years ago. Um, And it was, it was inspired. It was called how do your dominoes fall? And so if some of you have heard that episode, uh, we're not just going to rehash all the details of it. We're going to kind of, I feel like there's a new direction I want to talk about it in. And if some of you haven't, we'll explain it and hopefully it'll be helpful. I, I just feel like it's, really powerful, helpful language to talk about your feelings and your emotions and to just like have really good, honest conversations with the people around you. And it's like, again, just like the chair behind or the outer circle or the outer ring, ring. or, you know, what if Jesus was sitting next to you? Like those types of mental images and those types of that type of language has just been super helpful for Brooke and I, as we emotionally connect on a deeper level And as we emotionally connect with God on a deeper level, and as we teach our kids how to express their emotions and all these things, I I will say again and again and again that, you know, we, the average modern American was Mm -hmm. never taught how to express their emotions. It is don't cry, stop yelling, like just don't, just don't. And, And especially as a kid, you, you, your parents tend to do that to you. You know, even me, I have to fight that with my kids and it's like, well, those are like just the rawest form of emotion. So how are we, we're, we're saying, don't do that now. And so then you grow up thinking, okay, that's a bad place to go. I'm going to suppress it or distract myself from it or yeah. move it aside or whatever. And like, um, and then eventually you get to your thirties and you're like, I have a lot of emotions that I've never dealt with. And now they're causing me pain Um, sometimes like literal physical pain, you know, the body can kind of store all that stuff up and, you know, all of a sudden a part of you gives out or whatever. And so we have really tried to come up with a really good language that helps that's helpful for us. And most of it's stolen. We steal this stuff from (laughs) people much smarter than us. Um, but, and then we just try to like share it in kind of like a dumb, dumb way for (laughs) people like us to understand. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, and so, and I, I feel like all of these things are ways to jump into deeper conversations quicker. Yeah, yeah. Pause. Can you turn your your voice down in my headphones and turn my voice up? <laughs> Thank you. Is that better? That's so much better. Okay. <clears throat> so, years ago, when we were like first kind of going down this road, we, the the first real helpful tool for us was the Enneagram. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people, I, I don't know why the Enneagram got like thrown under the Christian bus. It was, it was like, for canceled. What, yeah, it got canceled and whatever. Um, so if you're like instantly like, I only say that because like there are people be like, Oh, Enneagram, like, 
Uh, it's like Pokemon cards or Harry Potter or whatever. Like, you know, well, we can't talk about that stuff. We're Christians. Like, just bear with me. Like, yeah, please allow me to talk and don't just cancel me because I said a word that you have heard from someone who read the title of a blog post that a friend reposted from her aunt. Like, let's just be mature adults and have an open conversation about something and be okay with that. So the Enneagram for us was this really helpful tool to express our emotions, like to understand ourselves better and to have language that like, this is why I do this. Like, yeah. you know, Myers-Briggs, Strength Finders, like there's a ton of tools like that. I re- always remember my parents talking about one where it like gave you an animal yes. and you were like a golden retriever or seal or something like, I don't know. And then there's right. the color one. There's, there's just so many personality tests out there. Um, the Enneagram, I, I don't know, to me, it was just like the easiest to understand. Well, and it's, it is, I haven't done all of them, but I will say that it's not just a personality test. And that's why it's such a helpful tool because it does seem to go, it sort of gives you the chair behind your personality. Yeah. That's a really good way to describe it. Just being like, you like to achieve things. And you're like, Oh, okay, that's great. (laughs) Now I'll go achieve things. It's like, no, no, no. Why? What are your motives? What are your deepest fears? And that's, that's where the Enneagram gets, it gets you. Yeah. And so for us, we started studying it and reading about it. We read Path Between Us, Road Back to You, Sacred Enneagram, and a bunch of like, we, you know, we were into it and, and still, we still talk about it. But it, it, to us, to me now looking back, it's like that was the diving board into being able to talk about our emotions. Yes. And it was a super helpful diving board to get there. Um, yes, Cause there's a lot of resources for it. Yes. And so one of those, one of the great, one of the best places to start if you're like, oh, I kind of want to learn about this, I think is the Sleeping at Last podcast. Um, He wrote a song about each number. Yep. And he talks about, and then he has a podcast episode about each of those songs. So they're titled series one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. It is this really great blend of music and storytelling and information about the Enneagram. And so like, to me, that was always my, that was my favorite resource and I love music and I was just like, this is amazing, you know, yeah. and super helpful. Um, but in one of those episodes, the last episode on the nine, um, he talked about how as a nine, and this were, this is the kind of the conversation of the day right. Ryan is, is the guy. Yep. Sleeping at last. His name's Ryan that he like, imagine a table full of dominoes and what nines do um, is that they don't want any dominoes to fall. They don't want to feel I don't know. You describe it because you are <laughs> it me. It you. <laughs> yeah. So he was just talking about how even in writing that episode and doing that song, he was sort of having to unpack his own stuff to yeah. be like, okay, this is this is my number. This is what I most yeah. closely relate to. How do I talk about this and express this? And so yeah, he came up with this example of he sort of feels like his life is a table of dominoes. And that's everything from like his emotions are on that table, his to-do list is on that table, his relationships are on the table, like name literally anything yeah. in his life. Any, it is a domino on that table. Any decision that has to be made. Yes. Yeah. And and even some others, like, you know, some of his kids' dominoes might be on there because that's his world and all that stuff. And as a nine, uh, which is called the peacemaker, which is what I very, very strongly relate to, <laughs> um, when a nine can't can't deal feels overwhelmed feels like oh gosh this is going down the bottom's gonna fall out i don't know what to do instead of like 
doing what some other people would do. We just go, okay, the, my only option is to take my dominoes off the table. Yep. I'm out. I call it low power mode. I've heard people call it screensaver mode. Some people call it just like floating up to the ceiling. Like I am not here right now. Yeah. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> and when he said that thing about the dominoes, I don't remember which one. I think I listened to it first and I explained it. And then I'm like, that's so true. And I, I already knew that I did that, but that visual picture of me like being in a hypothetical scenario, looking around the room, like, oh boy, somebody's upset. And I'm talking like a kid upset over a granola bar. I don't even mean like some, have to be some big. crazy thing. Yeah. Like that's that's exactly what I do. I'm gonna reach down, grab my dominoes, and leave. Because like, that is the only thing I can control. Like to remove myself. Yeah. I actually think I listened to it first, but that's fine. It's because I, I have a very vivid memory of running in Mannheim. Mm -hmm. I was running towards the square because you started at one. You're like, I got to do them in order. No, he did them that way. Yeah. But you, typically the books start, at start you at eight and yep. then you go eight, nine, one. But you were like, I got to listen to them in order as well. But I started at nine because I yeah, wanted to get to know because you. Because I have a very heavy <laughs> one and you got to do it right. Uh, and so I remember listening to this running down that road okay. and just being like, man, this is Brooke. It's incredible. Mm -hmm. um, and so we had a full conversation. I actually, I don't think I've ever gone back to listen to that episode of the podcast. Yeah. Um, and I probably should have this week, but, but, but from <laughs> what I can remember, that episode was much more about like decision-making. Um, and like we, the example that we always use is like, if Brooke has to make dinner, like she's got to decide what to make for dinner and what to do with $10,000 for our business. To her, those dominoes are the same size. Oh, every, yeah. Everything um, in my life. Yeah. What, what color same. she should paint her nails, you know, where we should send the girls to school. Right. Same size domino. And right. How do I know which one to do first? They're the same size. Yeah. Panic. And so, yeah. So we unpacked that. And so as I've been thinking about that, this kind of conversation all week, I feel like the, like a, a, there's a level deeper to the domino analogy that I really want to talk about with you, Brooke, because I think that there are people who listen to this who have gone from, okay, Jesus in my house, want to live for him. Uh, and I want him to show me how to have fun. And, and, and those are very important things. But I think that Jesus, what Jesus truly wants to do is un unlock your heart, you know, turn you from a heart of stone into a heart of flesh, like yeah. give you full life. And so much of us have guarded our hearts from feeling deep, somewhat painful emotions that we don't have access to them anymore. Right. Like that is a reality for a lot of people. It's been a reality for me in my life. You know, I'm sure there are things that you guys don't want to deal with. Um, and so I've been reading this book. I read this book called The Voice of the Heart, an excellent book. One of the books that I think I should read every single year. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, it's a call to full living, the voice of the heart by Chip Dodd, a call to full living, discover the gifts of the eight feelings. Um, and so in this book, he, he talks about feelings and he says, we use feelings to communicate our God given hunger for relationship. Unless we rediscover our ability to feel deeply and express feelings clearly, we will never find full life. And so I've been thinking about this domino conversation and this book and kind of how they overlap. And so what I, my thesis or my hypothesis is <laughs> that, you know, there are dominoes that we have on the table that we've kind of taken off and thrown away that are emotional. There are emotional things that we need to express 
or deal with or talk about. And we have thrown those dominoes away. And, you know, if you think about dominoes in a chain, like you, you want your, you want to hit your first domino when you're born. And then the last one is like, I've lived a full life. I'm, I'm going home to be with Jesus. Yeah. And I think that there are dominoes missing from that line that we've removed that have to deal with our emotional health, um, our emotional well-being, our ability to express our emotions. And so we are, our strand. We're stuck. We're stuck. Because there's, there's missing pieces. There's missing pieces. And so I just, I, I don't know if this is the whole point of this episode. I don't know why the Lord put this on my heart, but I just feel like some of you need to read this book because you have denied yourself feeling the full spectrum of the, the beautiful emotions that God has given you so that you can experience a full life. And so you might try to have fun. You might try to picture Jesus in the room with you. You might try to do some of these things, but there is still that domino that you threw away a long time ago that needs to be put back in place yeah. to let the, them fly. Well, you know, again, only speaking for myself, as always, like when I hear you say, that we took them and threw them away. I instantly was like, Oh no, I didn't throw them away. I hid them very deep in a box in a closet Mm. because I know I can't throw them away or shouldn't throw them away or for whatever reason, like it's not an option to put them in the trash necessarily, but like they're just deeply hidden and packed away, almost secret. And so, yeah, which I think just says more about the posture of like how we feel about said emotions. They're yeah. like, yeah, oh, this is garbage, trash. Like, I don't <laughs> want to deal with this. But it's more just like this is I don't I don't want to deal with this. So I'm just gonna take it off the table and shove it somewhere in the dark. Right. And I'll be fine. I'll be totally fine. And and I think for a long long time you <laughs> will be fine because like in that first episode um about these dominoes, we talked about like you we were like at one point it kind of shocked me. It was literally if you're talking about the tables. Yeah. It was at the very end of the episode, I bet we thought we were done. We probably did our outro. Yeah. And then I said something. Like, what's your, what does your table look like? And I said, oh, well, it's like an amusement park. And there are dominoes with lights and there's big ones and there's small ones. And you were like, what? You know, kind of shocked. Yeah. And and I was like, what about yours? You're like, mine is a rickety car table, card table. Yeah. And that kind of like shook. Like a square. Me. Yeah. Which again, said so much more about how I make decisions and approach emotions like that sort of table, it could all be knocked over at once. Yeah. Like the bottom would literally fall out. Like yeah. kind of, the legs would come out yeah. from under that table. And that is my worst case scenario. And for me, my mine was like, there was the, the badlands with the, whatever the, the elephant, elephant graveyard of, Lion, of King. Lion King. And like for a long time in my life. And I think this is why I have such a, a a, a deep attachment to music specifically like the emo music of the early two thousands is that I had no ability to express hard emotions, happy or, or glad, no problem. But uh, I'm going to read these eight to you. There's this you know, chip Dodd's idea is that there's eight feelings. We have eight. And he is a therapist counselor. Yes. Something. Yeah. Uh, chip Dodd PhD is a teacher, trainer, author, and counselor. There you go. Chip has been working in the field of recovery and redemption for over 30 years his mission is to help others see who they are made to be so that they can do what they are made to do. So, yeah. cause we heard an interview with him, right? On a podcast. No, we heard or, an interview with Stephen James. He wrote right. a book with Stephen James called parenting I with heart. Co-wrote a book. We read that book. And then I was like, this is amazing. I'm going to see what chip has written. Right. And so I found this book. So he says the eight feelings are hurt, loneliness, sadness, anger, fear, shame, guilt, gladness. 
And so when and if I you go all the, if you go enough chairs back, you will land at one of those. One lanes. of those. And and so he even he even has like a list in the back of this book that is like here's the words we use for our feelings, but here's the category they're under. But really, they're just one of those eight. And mm. so even just that language has been super helpful for us to like like if there's a domino on the table of just like I'm pissed. Well, okay, that's anger. So what are so you angry? I. I butt clench every time you say that. I wasn't allowed to say that. Grandma. Okay. You weren't allowed to say that sucked. Yeah. Right. Oh, look out. Yeah. I don't know if I was allowed to say pissed either. Maybe my dad can To the 10, me. 12 year olds listening. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Don't say that. Don't tell your parents. Well, actually do tell your parents. Don't yeah. lie to your parents. Yeah. Don't lie to your oh, parents. Oh gosh. Oh gosh. What are we? <laughs> what are we doing here? I don't know. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, take the wheel. Take it from Um, and so, so even just that language has been super helpful as we've, as I've read this book that just like, okay, it's one of these eight to me, the eight again, hurt, loneliness, sadness, anger, fear, shame, guilt, gladness. Hey, only one of those sounds positive. Oh, and that is a big issue with me, you know? And so that was like the elephant graveyard for me for so long. So think about this. I'm a, you know, young kid growing up to be a teenager, young adult, and there's, there's, one eighth of my life that I'm truly comfortable experiencing. Yes. And the seventh eights, seven eighths, seven eighths feel like the elephant graveyard in Lion King. Mm. I don't want to go near him. I don't want to knock any of those dominoes over. And, you know, and and again, I had incredible parents. I had an incredible childhood. Like, you know, I'm not someone who like suffered these like horrible situations or anything. It's just, I think that's just the nature of sin in our lives Yes. you know, of the fall, like that is just like, it just happens, you know? And so, you know, this is how I learned how to cope was just like distraction and, you know, making light of basically every situation. Yeah. And so, and that's, that is where the Enneagram was so helpful Yeah, because like, it gave me and you the language to recognize what you do well, not place shame upon it, right. but just see it for what it is. But then also be like, oh, and so there's a lot missing. Yeah. So in this book, <laughs> he, he has like this, like he's doing this intro about all of them. And he goes, okay. And one of the questions is why is there, why is only one feeling positive? Which is literally the first, like <laughs> I skimmed through and I was like, okay, I should probably skip all these chapters. Like that was like my, straight to that was my default answer. <laughs> and, and, and I'm I, like, I need to start at the beginning. <laughs> I want to read this but, whole book. But what has happened over the last, how long we've been doing the podcast? Three years, two years. I don't know. It has would be three years in August. From, Is that right? From this person who could name that he ignored, he ignored the elephant graveyard. There has been an emotional development in my life over the last few years that allows me to understand these and feel these in a much deeper, authentic way. And because yeah. of that, my whole life is fuller. Oh, yeah. Um, and so I, I just can't express enough... Like I can't, I can't encourage you enough, especially for like the nine guys listening that like (laughs) understanding your emotions will lead to a healthier marriage. It'll lead to you being a better parent. It'll lead to you being a smarter leader. It'll like, it'll just lead to so many great things that it's worth the effort Yeah, because there was 30 some years of my life where I was not going to make the effort. Yeah. And I will add to the rest of you females listening that just because you might be a little more in touch with your emotions or you cry certain times of the month or whatever that, and again, only speaking for myself, but even I was not letting myself yeah. 
experience the full range of emotions. I think I felt like I was because my insides feel so up and down and roller coastery in those moments. Yeah. Like, I mean, your oh, life this, is on a rickety card table. This is the full range. <laughs> but I wasn't, it was still only like four of them. Yeah. Four of the list of eight. So. And so in the book, it says, you know, one of the questions he gets all the time is, why is only one feeling a positive? And he said, actually, each feeling is positive because of where it can lead. And he gives real brief examples. Hurt leads to healing. Loneliness moves us to intimacy. Sadness expresses value and honor. Anger hungers for life. Fear awakens us to danger and begins wisdom. Shame maintains humility and mercy. Guilt brings forgiveness. Gladness proves hope of the heart can be true. So to me, I've just been thinking about these dominoes and you know, like, like Brooke said, like, I'm just going to take them all off. And and I think there are a lot of you out there who are like Brooke, because, you know, I see the messages and they're like, you know, you want to take them off. And so I, I, you know, I would encourage you to leave them on the table and let them fall. Like, mm-hmm. and I think Brooke would encourage you to that as well. But I think there's even a bigger group of people who have these like emotional dominoes on the table and we take those off because, yeah. Those are harder to knock over. It's easy for me to knock over. What are we going to do for dinner? I don't know. Pizza. Um, right. Like that's an easy decision for me to make. That is not a hard decision for me to make. What's hard for me is like Brooke is crying because of something I don't understand. Right. I want to take that domino off the table and throw it into the ocean because I want to just relax right now. Yeah. We're about to watch TV. We're about to go on a walk. You know, we're just about to do something else more fun. Right. <laughs> I want to leave this room. And, and this is, a, again, this is how I used to feel. Right. And so to me, I think the analogy of like, what are those dominoes on the table for is like, there are some emotional ones on, over there that you guys, especially married couples, like you haven't knocked that over and it's mm-hmm. just sitting there and it's festering and it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and eventually it's going to fall on its own because it's, you know, life is going to get shaky and hard and wobbly and weird. And well, just side sidebar to the literal visual of a domino growing. I imagine then when that domino does fall, it's going to obliterate like the next 20 dominoes in front of it, yeah. which sort of says something that 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 just is the like and, and it was actually in that episode about the nine that he used that Ryan from sleeping at last said, it's very typical for me to make a monster of something. Right. He avoids, 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 removes himself, removes himself. And then this thing that's not actually that big of a deal. Yeah. Grows into a big deal. Yeah. And so if you literally picture it growing, it's going to knock over a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And I think that's what happens in our lives when we don't deal with our emotions in a healthy way is that they grow and grow and grow. And then we lash out at someone in our lives or kids or whatever and now yeah. we're knocking over all these dominoes that are leading to all these issues. And so <clears throat> what does it look like would be a question that Brooke always asks. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if, I actually had a friend call me this week. And so I'm going to tie all this in together. And this friend's going through, he's just going through it. Yeah. A swirl of cane of crap yeah. is what I would call it. And, you know, he, he, he was calling me and asking me for advice. And, and so he's listing all the things that are going on. And I'm just like, oh, man. First of all, I'm sorry. It's horrible. Like, it's just like none of individually those issues are hard to deal with. Yes. When you pile them all together. At one time. That just sounds like a nightmare. Yeah. You know, and they just had a baby. And so it's like, 
you know? Um, and so a- after we talked for a while, I asked him, I said, like, how, how are you and your wife feeling? Yeah. And he told me how he was feeling. And then he just like kind of guessed how she was feeling. Right. Like I would assume that. Yeah. And I was like, I would believe that. And, and so, so my advice, and, and I think my advice for people who don't want to turn emotional dominoes into these giant wrecking balls came in like a wrecking ball. Is that? I don't know. Those are the exact lyrics. That's a great song. I feel like I do know more of the words, but if it played, you would sing along. Yes. So, and this is something that Brooke and I have talked about. Is like, and and this is like, I think how I would, uh, and this is what I prescribe to my friend, and this is what I would just suggest as a way to prevent dominoes from growing into giant domino monsters, domino monsters, which is also a helpful visual of like it growing teeth and arms and being like, ah, right. smash, you know, um, is that, smash. is that, Hulk smash. Hulk smash, domino smash, um, <laughs> is that something Brooke and I've talked about and we do it pretty frequently, maybe not every day, but for a while we did it purposefully every day as we have what we call 15 minutes a day. This is from our friend, uh, Dr. Josh, um, the emotional check-in is the emotional check-in. And so this is what I told my friend. I said, you think that your wife is feeling these things, right? But you have no idea. Like you are just guessing, right? You might have a pretty good idea, but you have no, like she hasn't actually said that. And so you right. might sit down. And so what we do at the end of every day or almost every day is we ask each other, what was your most positive emotion, most negative emotion. And so this of the day of the day. And so this knocks over those dominoes. It like, keeps the dominoes moving forward tick, 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 yep. tick, to move into the next day without one growing into something that is going to smash all of its surroundings. So like, like let's say you felt hurt by something. So right. I'm going to read what his definition of hurt is. Okay. Um, life is hard and life hurts. Hurt is the emotional and spiritual cry within us that lets us know we, that we have pain, you know? And so like if we're not checking in with each other every day and you have some hurt, and we haven't expressed, you haven't expressed that or told anyone about that or had any sort of communication about that or right. like, do I need to apologize for that? Like that domino will grow into a monster. Yeah. And, but even if like there, there have been days where I've said my most negative emotion is hurt, but the hurt's not coming from you. No, no, no. Right. So like it could be in, yeah. like in your relationship, but it also could just be extra. And I think when we're able to, it's sort of like, doing it every 24 hours, at least when you're first establishing the practice, it, it diffuses it. And so there are times where if I don't tell anybody that I'm feeling hurt over something that's not between me and you, T, yeah. it grows into me like passive aggressively complaining or like I want somebody to know I'm hurt and it will start to come out in my body language and in my words. Yeah. But I might not ever actually say I was hurt by this knock that domino and then move on yeah. or move through, I yeah. should say. And so, yeah. Yeah. And so like, you know, whether it's like, let's say I made some obnoxious comment to Brooke. Okay. It's never happened. Um, but just like as an example. Right. Let me, like, I'll try to imagine that. Yeah. If okay. you could. Oof, okay. Give her time. Okay. okay you, got uh, one. Oh, wow. Got that was one. quicker than I expected. Really, that was really quick. You know, and we don't talk like, and we don't have this conversation. We don't have what was your most positive, what's your most negative. We don't have that conversation. That comment kind of festers. The domino gets bigger. 
And then let's say the next day, you know, I spent money on something that was dumb. Get, try to think of something like that. <laughs> Do you have an example or no? I don't know. It'll take me off. Oh, okay. Oh, on. you got one. Okay, no. cool. Okay. And then that happens. We don't have the conversation. And then let's say that like I, you or know. Could, or do you want mine to keep getting bigger or can I? Yeah. No, no, no. Let's just let yours keep bigger, okay. getting bigger. Um, you know, and let's say like one time, uh, you know, I leave dirty clothes on the floor, which might bother you. Right. Can you think of a moment where that happened? Okay. Um, and then let's think of I a time. I know specifically what the pair of underwear looks like. <laughs> let's think of a time <laughs> when maybe like, I don't know, I don't clear out the uh, cooler after the beach for a whole week. Mm-hmm. Can you think of mm-hmm. if that ever I mean, happened? I if I had to imagine, imagine what, what a, that would smell like or anything like that. cheese it looks like. Yeah. I, think, I think I could picture it. Maybe some yogurt tubes. <laughs> um, okay. So we're not having any conversations <laughs> while this happens. And these are small issues. Like, right. you know, it, it's a forgetful pair of boxers. It's like it, it, right. it, they're on the scale of marriage. They are <laughs> not a big deal. Right. But then let's say, and let me say, if those are a big deal in your marriage, I would, I would push that there is something way deeper. Oh yeah. There's a chair behind all like, of those things. Because those things shouldn't be the no, biggest no, no, no. things yeah. in your marriage. And so then we, Brooke and I have, Brooke says something to me that bothers me and I'm like, well, I'm going to like, let's start, a, let's, let's have a discussion about that. Let's have a strongly worded discussion about that. Mm-hmm. Some would call it a fight. She is then going to go into her repertoire of giant dominoes and say, you know, and this is how people fight. Well, what about this? What about the, what, what about the boxers? Yeah. What about the moldy yogurt tubes? What about the, you know, <laughs> like boom, 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 boom. And now all these things are part of this fight. Yeah. And it's like, well, that's not what we're arguing about. We're arguing about something serious. Those are small things. And it's like, well, not to you because over the last week they've grown and grown into these giant domino monsters. And so what the emotional check-in does every night is it allows those things to be resolved. So if, if, if Brooke, like one thing Brooke has said recently is she hates after, after I drink a coffee that I leave the ice in the cup and it melts into like gross ice coffee water. Right. She does not like it. I don't know if she hates it, but she does not like it. I don't like think it. I said the word hate. No, but it's, it was. I mean, I wanted to scream it, but I don't <laughs> think I said it. <laughs> I almost burned out our house because of it, but it was right. fine. But I like didn't say it all yeah. out So like dur- this wasn't even an emotional check-in, but because we're emotionally checking in, she feels the the comfort and the security to say these things for me. Hey, it would mean a lot yeah, to me. I mean, me. it took me like two weeks to get there. <laughs> But that's on me. That's yeah. actually not on you and your reaction. Yeah. That's it totally would mean a lot me. to me if you dumped your ice out of your coffee cup when you were done. To sit it near the sink then. To then one and I think I've done this almost every time. There are yeah. definitely times I forget. But it's like even those small little things, <laughs> which I think seem insignificant, but if you've been married long enough, you're like, no, that actually does matter. Um, right. They allow for the emotional check-in they are allowed to happen because of the emotional check-in right? more frequently and more honestly without sort of like the tension of like, I want to tell my wife something or my husband something. Right. I'm a little afraid of how they'll react because to them, it's going to feel like it's out of left field. But in reality, I've been thinking of it for six months. And so <laughs> the emotional check-in allows those sort of dominoes to already be knocked over day in and day out. And then when you do hit a big one, you're not hitting that big one with all All these these other other little ones that are just going to get attached to it. And so that's kind of what I'm trying to get at is like, I think 
when we think about our dominoes as emotions on this table, how do we knock them over in a healthy and productive way? And this would be my best advice. And this is the advice I gave to a friend. And, and this is what I told him. I said, Brooke and I started doing this three years ago. Um, because it was the first thing that Dr. Josh talked to, taught us at integrated the first mm-hmm. integrated. And so when, <laughs> when Brooke and I started it, I was so physically uncomfortable. Oh, I was too. I was just like, do we sit on the same couch? This do I look at you? Seems, no, I definitely this is the elephant graveyard. This we are entering. It's the worst. It's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> the mentors are flying around. And hoi. Um, and so, <laughs> and I remember that. And so I told my friend this. I said, it'll feel uncomfortable, especially if you guys, this isn't part of your like natural relationship. Yeah. Like I couldn't even look at Brooke. Yeah. I was just like, this is awkward. My, my most negative emotion today was I got mad because, you know, June wouldn't brush her teeth or whatever. Right. Like, you know, we do this every night. How is this a surprise? Um, and, it, and it's just like, it felt silly. And then we did it over and over and over again. And I remember very specifically, there was one day that Brooks, like my most negative emotion was I feel regret. She felt like she missed an opportunity to. I was too nervous to speak up. And so I didn't. And, and so she did it, it and she regretted it. And I just remember thinking like, at this point we'd been married. I mean, Sunny was born. So 10 years. Yeah. Close to 10 years. And thinking, I've never heard my wife say that she feels regret. Yeah. I had never said that to you. <laughs> I know that she has felt regret in her life. Right. But we do not have a level of intimacy where that has been a topic of conversation and it's like, by default, why would that be a topic of conversation? You know, it's not like, hey, how are you doing? What do you do for a living? What's the biggest regret you've ever had in your life? Like, that is not a good yeah. conversation starter. Yeah. But you know, the old man in the very bottom of inception. Yeah. What, what's that version of you? Yeah. Um, Where's your old basement man? Three yeah. levels down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, so, so that was just like this really powerful moment of like, wow, that is a level of intimacy that we just experienced that we've never experienced and we're 10 years in. And so then I think of myself like, man, imagine if we had been knocking those dominoes over since day one of marriage or even since engagement or dating or whatever, like how much more connected and intimate we would feel with each other. Yeah. Um, It's kind of mind boggling to me as I look forward to the next 10 years. Mm -hmm. Um, And I am looking forward to the next 10 years because I feel this level of connection that we've never experienced because we're talking 15 minutes at the end of the day. Right. And sometimes it becomes an hour and sometimes it becomes, you know, sometimes it's 20 minutes, sometimes it's five minutes. And it's like, what was your most positive? I don't know. I took a killer nap. Negative. I didn't really have one. Like, yeah, you know, sometimes it's true. my sea urchin bite still hurts. Like, you know, <laughs> um, but I, I think this is kind of like a mishmash of episodes yeah and i hope i'm making a point you are you are making a point i know it's like when you're the one talking the most (laughs) you end up feeling like am i actually saying anything yeah i really like your visual of using the dominoes as as because yeah it started with okay you know we all have dominoes what are those dominoes for you what do they look like and then what does your table look like but again in, in my scenario they never get knocked over right it's just a table of dominoes that I remove or put back, but they never fall down. <laughs> right. And I don't think that's, that's, that's obviously not life. I know that's not life. 
So your, your visual of it more being like this long running strand that is basically your whole life. And we need to keep them ticking down while they stay smaller to keep moving forward and not, I mean, you like me picturing somebody reaching in and being like that hurt, taking like three or four off the table, the next consecutive ones that should be falling aren't. And then I think about myself and other people who seem very stuck at a certain point in life, like stunted, halted. Yep. And I'm like, well, how, yeah, there's a gap from this domino to the one four ahead because you removed them. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think it's safe to say there are seasons of deep grief or deep trauma or something where you might remove them for a hot second because there is no other way to function yep. out of survival, but they have to be put back on mm-hmm. and you have to knock them on your own with a friend, with a therapist, with something yep. to keep your string of dominoes connected or you will be stuck. And that's not, I don't know. I, I don't know if I know anybody who truly would want to live and say, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm super stuck. I'm super stuck. Yeah. And be like it's excited cool. about it. Right. And I think it's John Mark who says like, we can only parent our children as far as we've gone, you know? And yeah, so like, I think a lot of people, lot I of, think that's in that, um, what the other guy who wrote the other book. Yeah. The other guy. <laughs> Swami, Swami. Yeah. Or I, I remember highlighting one of mine, like, our like kid, our kids need to see us moving healthily through life, so that they know that's possible for them at that age. And I was like, highlight, 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 because that's that's huge for me. Like yeah. if we never see our parents in a healthy way deal with their parents passing away, or some big topic, yeah. what are we? You know, and and it's not that we need to follow their every step, right? But we need to see mentors and older people in our life moving towards health, you know, knocking over dominoes yeah. in a good way so that we, we and our kids have hope for like, okay, it can be done. Yeah. And that's why integrated 40, to me is 50, like 60, you know. so life giving because it's like some of these guys have older kids and it's yeah. like, well, I'm, you know, you're just in it when you have little kids, like, yeah. And to me, there's this part of it that you think like, Oh, well this, these are the best days. And it's like, and then you see like someone who has older kids and this great relationship with them. And you're like, that looks amazing. They can travel pretty easily. Like, <laughs> and they talk to each other about they all things. They're on seatbelts. What? <laughs> you know, um, what is this magic? But, but I guess yeah. what, like, again, I, I hope that something I said was helpful. <laughs> This is one of those episodes where I just feel like yeah. kind of mind mush afterwards. But I definitely felt all week that the Lord was pushing us to have a conversation, another conversation about these dominoes. Yeah. And so my encouragement, especially like on the emotional side of things. Um, and so my encouragement to you is that like, if you feel, or if you know this about yourself, that you're like, man, I do not deal like, I'm emotionally unhealthy. I have emotionally withdrawn or right. I, I, you know, shove it down. Right. Just a little bit further. Yeah, that's good. Wait a minute. I would just encourage you like, you know, maybe you don't have to go all the way back to the beginning, but like <laughs> maybe go back to the, the day and, and just start having those conversations with the people that, that you, that love you and that you feel secure around, um, you know, especially your spouse. Cause like, the, you know, this just, just will do wonders for your marriage. Um, because, there is so much full life to be lived. And and I feel like that's kind of this, I don't know. I just feel like that's where the Lord is 
pushing Brooke and I in this like season of just like encourage people to live a full life because I have come spectrum of life. Yes, I have come, you know, Jesus says I've come so that you may have life and life to the full. And I think that there is a full spectrum of emotions that are part of that life. And if we keep removing those dominoes and we aren't experiencing those full emotions, we will eventually run out of like full life. Like it'll, it'll just feel like we are numb again. Yeah. Um, and, and I'll, I'll, do you have anything to add or, or to that? No, that's good. I really like that. We're sort of saying that there's, there's different ways to, to look at the denom, denomino, the denominos, the dom, denominos at the denom. Oh my word. At the <laughs> domino scenario. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Domino scenario. Escape. Escape. That's, That's funny. It sounds like it's like escape. <laughs> um, yeah. Whether the first lesson you need to learn with it is, oh, I have a table of dominoes. I've never yeah. thought about what they look like. Yeah. Or what size are mine, and does it? Are they the same? Is it, or? Is it more like task based and decisions in my life, or do, are my emotions on the ta- all that? But then there's this other way of, yeah, which is what you presented today, which I think is really good. Yeah, because I feel like we've always talked about it as like a decision making tool. And I think that it can be more than that. I think it yeah. can be both and like both this, this analogy is helpful for decision-making when Brooke's like, I don't know what to do today. H- help me knock over the first domino so I can just get started. And I'm like, well, the collection is coming out April 7th. So why don't you take the product photos that we need of these products that will pay all of our bills? Yeah. That is the decision. Like, yeah. And sometimes that is just like what she needs. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes that's what I need. Like I'm just sitting at my computer clicking from one thing to the next what should I be working on? Or (laughs) I'm in the house just like kind of cleaning up. Is there anything that would be more helpful? Tell me the domino to knock over and I will go and knock it over with excitement in my heart. Yeah. Just give like, there's a very real side of it being a like tactical tool language for you. And then I feel like there's this other side, which is what you just said of just like, what are the emotional dominoes that I'm not knocking over that are preventing me from living life and life to the full? Yeah. And how do I talk about those and how do I access that elephant graveyard or like where, where's the box? Yeah. Where are they hiding? Where did you put them? Yeah. How old were you when you put them away? Yeah. You know, and you know, can you, can you, can you talk about them and just like with a spouse or does it need to be something more intense with someone, you know, like a therapist or something like that or a pastor or whatever. Um, So I'll end with this and this is from voice of the heart, which again, we'll link this in the show notes. Just go buy this book. It's incredible. Yeah, it's not super long. It's like a... It's 150 pages or something. It's not this like textbook looking thing. 160 pages. Sorry. Through the breaking of the walls around your heart, which is painful, you find the gift of fulfillment. When you give your heart to real relationship, you discover the joys of true closeness, acceptance, dependency, trust, risk, giving, and love. You live. And so an encouragement today is to go out there and live and live in all the aspects of your life, emotional, physical, spiritual, um, because it is worth, it's worth the work. What I've found over the last few years of like going from talking about an elephant graveyard, I never want to visit to actually expressing the feelings that I'm feeling to Brooke in just like a daily basis. I can say that the person three years ago was a lot less filled with joy and happiness than the person today. True joy and happiness. True joy and happiness and fulfillment. The person three years ago 
was a lot less patient than the person today. The person three years ago was a lot less loving than the person today. The person Mm -hmm. three years ago was way less gentle than the person today. And because of this sort of discovery and work and continued work, because I am by no means finished, um, Brooke is better off for it and my kids are better off for it. And so when, you know, we play this, we talk about this thing that we do called one, five, 10, you know, what does it look like one year from now? What does it look five years from now? What does it look like 10 years from now? And when I think about this journey and it's like, well, what does it look like in one year now? It looks good. And then, but then when I think about five and 10, that's when the emotions really kick in. And I'm thinking, man, my daughters are teenagers and they have a dad who has been open with them or been able to talk about emotions with them for 10 years they maybe avoid some mistakes that teenagers make. They maybe have some yeah. perspective. Perspective that they maybe are, you know. They have the language to yeah. talk about it. They have the tools to so, talk about it. It's worth the effort. Yeah. So knock over those. And it dominoes. is effort. It is. Yeah. But we can do hard things. We can. I tell myself that all the time. Brooke, you can do hard things. Yeah. Touch the yogurt tube. Get it out. <laughs> you can do hard things. <laughs> Well, thank you for listening. Thank you for making us party week. We'll try to do a little preview uh, video hidden in there. Yeah. Um, for those of you who want to go to YouTube and watch. And then also the YouTube is a great place if you ever want to just comment on an episode or I don't right. know. Like it's just you can't in, comment on a specific podcast yeah. episode. You either leave a review, which, which we love for the whole podcast. Both good. Both good. Or. Yeah. <laughs> so if anybody gets that, just send me a message. I want to know. It's good. Um, good. All right. Thank you for listening. Thank you for making us party your week. Okay, Okay, I love love you. you. Bye. Bye.